Thank you for your interest in listening to today's podcast. We hope and pray that today's topic will have some sort of influence to bring about transformation in your life. Now, please enjoy this talk on Fernando Franco's podcast. Go ahead and have your seats. When I was just a little boy, I learned the hard way not to touch an animal when it's been wounded. My dad told me, don't touch Bosco, he's dying. That was one of our dogs. Don't touch Bosco, he's dying. And naturally, as a little kid, when your dog or your puppy is dying, you want to run over to it and caress it before it takes its last breath. And I did that, and I was in for a surprise. I should have listened to my dad. Before that dog died, he bit me. For those of you who've been around, you remember my other dog. Her name was Tiffany. She was a little black poodle. And I remember when we bought her, we bought her at a pet store. I think the only dog in our life we ever bought at a pet store. And when we went to uh, buy this uh, little cockerpoo, um, we were at the checkout stand. And as we were about to buy this little dog, the checkout uh, employee said, well, that's a cute dog. What are you going to name her? And we said, Tiffany. And she said, oh, that's my name. <laughs> I said, my bad. We just thought it was a cute name. Well, Tiffany was going for a ride with us one time in our expedition. And she was on a leash in the back seat, but she was a little bit hyper. She was a dog that I think had ADHD. She jumped out of the expedition with the leash and somehow... Uh, she fell out of the expedition, and about two seconds later, we filled this thump and this bump in the road, and uh, I ran her over accidentally as she jumped out the window. Long story short, she had to get her leg amputated. And when I ran her over, the first thing I did is saw in the rearview mirror a black dog spinning in the middle of the street. And so I didn't learn my lesson from Bosco when I was a little boy. And I ran over to Tiffany in the middle of the street. And the first thing I did was ran over to see if she was okay. She snapped at me and she bit me. You don't touch an animal when it's wounded. I want to talk about opening old wounds. There's people here today, you have wounds in your life and... That's a big reason why you can't develop good relationships in your life. It's a good reason why your marriage is not healthy or you can't keep a boyfriend around too long or whatever the story may be when it comes to relationships. You can't keep a job. You can't, you can't uh, start a business. You can't do a whole lot of things and you think it's because you are just not smart enough. It's not that. It's that you've been wounded and you haven't healed from those wounds. Let's talk about opening old wounds in Zechariah chapter 13 verse 6 the scripture says and one will say to him what are these wounds between your arms then he will answer those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends you know that the statistics are proven that the majority of child molestation comes from within the house most people who have been hurt in life it's been by somebody close to them 
And it kind of makes sense. It's because you can't get hurt by somebody either far enough from you. I look at um, somebody here. I look at Marty. Marty could throw a punch at me right now, and it's not going to hurt me because he's not close enough. But if I get this close to Jr. and Jr. gets this close to me, he could throw a punch at me. Go ahead, Jr. I'll duck. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Boom. He could throw a punch at me, and it's going to hurt me because he's close enough. And that's how it is in life is that the Scripture just confirmed it, that the person who was wounded between his arms, it came from somebody that was within his own house. That's why people get hurt easy in the church. They don't get hurt at Costco. They don't get hurt at Walmart. They don't get hurt at Big Lots. They don't get hurt at Macy's. They don't get hurt at McDonald's or Burger King. They don't get hurt at Juarez Tacos. But they get hurt in the church. Why? It's because we're close to one another. And the problem is, is that when we struggle, we struggle in life when we are constantly opening old wounds. How many times have we dropped it at the feet of Jesus at an altar call, but just three and a half days later, we're bleeding all over again from the wound that happened in 1999. Opening old wounds. Remember in Isaiah, the scripture said this, if an enemy was insulting me, then I could endure that. If an enemy were rising against me, I could hide. But it is you. A man like myself, my companion, my close friend, with whom I once enjoyed sweet fellowship at the house of God as we walked about among the other worshipers. It was the person that was closest to me that hurt me the most. Opening old wounds. All of us. All of us. It doesn't matter who you are. You can be a school teacher. You can be the president of the United States. You can be a pastor. You can be a counselor. You can be a psychiatrist, psychologist. You can be a professor. You can be a multimillionaire. All of us all have had negative things happen to us. People did us wrong. You got burned. A store clerk was rude to you at the checkout line. You've been betrayed by a spouse. Your company lets you go. It's easy to go through life offended. Whether it happened 20 years ago or it happened 20 minutes ago, we can't carry negative baggage from yesterday into today. Opening old wounds. In my, in my first book, I called it Don't Flirt With The Hurt. That's a big problem that people have today is that they've been hurt, but the problem is they're constantly flirting with all the hurting. I wish I had an amen this, this morning, but this is a God divine appointment for those of you who are here today, for those of you who are watching right now, this is a God divine appo appointment for you to hear this message today. Stop opening old wounds. And you say, Pastor Fernie, how do I stop opening old wounds? Well, if you just hang on another nine minutes, I'm going to tell you how to do that at the end of this talk. You can't live a victorious life if you're always reliving what didn't work out for you. You can't live a victorious life if you're always living and thinking about who hurt you or all the mistakes that you've made. You will never live a victorious life that way. So let me give you some points if I can. And write these down or save these or memorize them. But let me give you my first point. Number one, 
Our past don't define us, it only prepares us. I wish people were clapping right there that need this good news this morning. Your past don't define you, it just prepares you. You are not what you used to be. What you used to be just prepares you for what you're going to be. Shout hallelujah or give me a honk or or type amen in that comment section. Our past don't define us. It only prepares us. Yes, you've made mistakes and so have I. And so have your parents. And so have your leaders. And so have your bosses. And so have the people of influence in your life. They've made mistakes. You've made mistakes. I've made mistakes. And perhaps, I don't know, maybe you blew your first marriage. And maybe you didn't raise your children right. I don't know. But maybe you have a lot of regrets. I know that. You can't do anything about what happened yesterday. Living guilty and condemned is not going to make things better for you. Man, I wish you were more excited about this good news. Now, I'm going to jump ahead of myself because this is one of the practicals on how do you stop opening old wounds. But I need to give you this, this premature answer right now in order for me to go to this illustration. You got to bury what happened in the past. So many of us know, you heard last week that uh, Isabel, Pastor Steve's wife, Isabel, her mother died. Her mother died about 12 or 13 days ago or so. COVID. And so on Thursday night, we're at the funeral home where the services were taking place Thursday night and Friday morning. And Thursday night, while the service is going on for her mother, she gets a phone call at the funeral home that her father died at home. And so I walk into this atmosphere. I'm about to officiate that service, and I find out the news And you can imagine the tension, you can imagine the confusion, you can imagine the shock, you can imagine the pain, you can imagine the disorientation, you can imagine the feelings and the emotions that's taking place in that room. How do you do a service like that? How do you bring encouragement? How do you give hope? How do you answer the questions, the tough question, to the biggest question, which is why? How do you answer the why that everybody has? But as I'm doing the service and I talk about, at the committal service now, I talk about how, you know, when somebody dies, they rest from their labors and their deeds follow them. You rest from your labors. That's why, that's why we call it RIP, rest in peace. It's biblical. When somebody dies, you rest of your labors. And that's why it's a big thing. It's a big thing when, when somebody wants to excavate a casket from the ground. You rarely find that that takes place because people believe that you're disturbing the dead. That's a big no-no. And often that only happens in a, in a, in a criminal case. That only happens when, when they need to review what took place 20 years ago to find out an answer that they, that, to find out the answer that they think they have that is taking place today. But it's a big no-no to do that. You disturb, you resurrect what is dead. And I said all of that to say this right now. 
is your own wounds, they are dead. And the problem that you're doing is you're excavating what should have been buried, what took place 19 years ago. And every time you'll get a shovel and start digging up your past, start digging up your mistakes, start digging up your failures, what you're doing is you're disturbing your own life. You used to be alive because it was dead, but now you just brought what was dead back into your life that should be living Um, our past don't define us. It just prepares us. Our past makes us stronger. It makes us more experienced and, and it gives us uh, a greater confidence. That's what our past mistakes do. That's what they do. If your mistakes hadn't happened, you, you wouldn't be prepared for the new levels that are coming your way. Listen, you could, or I, let's say we, we can be pitiful or we can be powerful but we can't be both who are you going to be are you going to be a pitiful christian or a powerful christian you're pitiful when you're constantly opening your own wounds but you're powerful when you leave them six feet underground stay six feet away from that problem and sick keep it six feet underneath your feet so number two Choose where you want to live today. Choose where you want to live today. A while back in this church, I preached a message about Lot's wife. And I titled that message, If You Look Back, You'll Lose a Lot. Some of you who know the Bible get it. But choose where you want to live today. Where do you want to live? Where do you want to live in life? Do you want to live where you were at yesterday? I'm sorry to break the bad news to you, but yesterday ended 24 hours ago. That's what I love what Paul said in 2 Corinthians. He says, for the, the Lord is the spirit. And wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And look at that word is, is in there three times in one verse where the where the lord is the spirit for the lord is the spirit and wherever the spirit of the lord is there is freedom look at here's here here's what i want you to pay close attention to the verse doesn't say where the spirit of the lord was if we are always thinking about yesterday, always thinking about last month, always thinking about last year, listen, there's no freedom there. That's where the Spirit of the Lord was. This is a new day. It's a new season. It's a new beginning. It's a new you. It's a new year. It's a new church. It's a new name. It's a new ministry. It's a new anointing. It's a new future. There's something new that is taking place right now, right here, this day on this lot. We need to quit living in what was and come over to what is. Somebody get excited for this message here. 
Somebody thank Jesus that you're getting this word today. This is coming from the throne of God, not from the desk of a pastor. This is coming from the open heaven, not from an open mind of a man. God wants some of you to know that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom now. There's a new beginning now. There's joy now. There's restoration now. Stop crying over what happened yesterday. It doesn't bring you freedom. You may be a product of your past, but you don't have to be a prisoner of your future. We need to leave the was and come over to the is. Okay, let me give you my last point. Number three, drop it like it's hot. When we don't drop the past, we keep opening old wounds. Drop it. Drop the offense. Drop the self-pity. Drop the blame. Drop the failure. Drop the baggage. Drop it like it's hot. The Bible says better is the end than the beginning something better is coming something better is on its way so don't focus on the betrayal why because better is coming the loan didn't go through it's okay better is coming the medical report wasn't good but it's okay because better is coming let us not cancel out the better by living in yesterday and dwelling on the negative See, that's what happens. We cancel out our better, Marlon. Better is right around the corner. Better is just around the block. Better is two days away. And we cancel out the better when we start turning back and looking towards the past. We cancel out our own better of life. We cancel out what God has promised us. We cancel out the date that it was supposed to happen. We cancel it out because we're still in love with our ex date. If our minds are always on yesterday, then we'll move in that direction. We can't go forward by always looking backwards. There's not going to be one person when church is over today that is going to leave this parking lot driving backwards all the way down the driveway. Your car is not built to go backwards. You got more power going forward. The only thing, you got a rear view mirror, but that windshield is a whole lot bigger than that little windshield, than that little rear view mirror. You're not going to drive out of here backwards. When you walk up the porch of your house, you ain't going to say, come on, honey, let's go inside the house. You're not going to go, you're not going to walk into the restaurant like, no, no, no. You're going to walk forward because that's how God designed you to live. Stop walking back words Philippians 3:13 dear brothers and sisters I have not achieved it but I focus on this one thing forgetting the past 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 and looking forward to what lies ahead past forward past forward 
forgetting the past, looking forward. Paul, who was writing this, and I'm closing now. Paul, who was writing this, was a man who wrote nearly half of the books in the New Testament. He could have said, I focus all my energy on being a better writer, on improving my leadership skills, and on impacting the culture more effectively. But he said instead, what's more important than all of this, letting go of what lies behind. And listen to this nugget that I wrote down. What lies behind are often lies. The devil's a liar. And the devil's in your past. There's this elderly husband and wife who been married for quite a while and the wife had a problem with shopping and she came home one day with another new dress the husband was upset because she only has one body with 32 dresses and the husband says you know what you got to do honey is when you try on a dress at that department store, <clears throat> when you put on that dress and you look at yourself in the mirror, you got to tell Satan, get thee behind me, Satan. And she tells her husband, I do, honey. And he says, well, what happens? And the wife said, well, Satan says it looks good from behind there too. <laughs> Sometimes we spend more energy on holding on to the negative past than we do letting it go. More energy. More energy. More energy. You know, I've been working on a three-day on a three-day, what I'm calling, it's a three-day transformation camp. And it's a lesson that I'm putting together that is called Deactivate Your Stress Circuit. Deactivate Your Stress Circuit. There's so many people that don't know how to get rid of stress. And they've lived their entire life stressed out. It's not Aquanet on their hair. It's just the stress that makes their hair look like that. Say amen if you're from the 80s. Where's my Kmart shoppers? Aquanet, white can, pink label. Say amen. We spend more energy holding on to all that negative past than we do letting go. If you would use the same amount of energy to move forward... You would have had it all that you've been waiting and praying for already. But the problem is, you're in love with your past. You're obsessed with it. You're infatuated with your past. 
You're head over heels with what burns you. So how do we stop opening old wounds? Really quick. How do we stop opening old wounds? For those, those of you on Facebook, here's how you do it. Number one, quit thinking about it. Number two, quit talking about it. And number three, quit being about it. Why are you thinking about it? Why are you talking about it? Why are you talking about it all the time? Why are you thinking about it all the time? See, when you talk, when you talk about it, you end up thinking about it. When you think about it, you talk about it, and then you start being it. If we're going to get free from opening old wounds, we need to zip it, we need to bury it, and we need to have a funeral for it. Let's get out of the was and step into the is. Come on, stand up with me right now. We're going to have a funeral on this parking lot. I said we're going to have a funeral on this parking lot. I said we're going to bury our past on this parking lot. Some of you don't want to let it go. Some of you are, are you struggling with letting it go at this parking lot? We're going to bury our past today, right now. We're going to bury it. There's a funeral taking place for your past. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Now it's your time to add the value of this podcast to your daily life. Once again, thank you for your time in listening to Fernando Franco's podcast today. Please help us spread this message by compelling someone today about this podcast. Thank you and may God bless you.